Hello and welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Thanks for joining me here again today for another little discussion about how we grow spiritually in the in the world, in our everyday lives. And today I, I want to talk about confronting the fear of death. And primarily when I think about it spiritually, I'm thinking about the fact that our fear of death arises from our ego, which is fully identified with the physical body and the physical form. And the ego fears nothing more than its own demise and is very, very challenged to actually look at physical death and contemplate it and deal with it. And so it's really important as we're trying to grow spiritually that we help our egos get more comfortable with death. And the fact that the ego will not survive when the physical body dies, the ego will go with it. But there is, if you believe like I do, there is a higher consciousness that is part of us. And at the very least, there is an energetic body that is part of us that will survive after this physical form dies away. But the ego doesn't understand that. And the ego is also not very comforted by that idea because the ego simply wants to survive itself and wants our personality and our mind and our thoughts and our form to continue on forever. So one thing that happens when the ego is terrified of dying, the ego shuts out any information about death and dying and causes us to continue to look simply at this physical life and to focus on it. But that prevents us from the growth that happens when we actually deal with the pain of being mortal, of having physical bodies that won't last forever. And so it also keeps us from being prepared for the eventual changes that happen in life, like these physical bodies, like it or not, and no matter how much we try to avoid it, end up aging and ultimately dealing with illness, injury, other difficulties, and bring us closer and closer gradually over time toward our own physical death. And if we cannot come to terms with that fact, because that is a reality, that we end up focusing simply on what some people have called immortality projects. We focus our time and energy on doing things that distract us from recognizing that we're mortal, doing things that somehow we believe are going to help us live forever. And one simple immortality project is simply taking on excess exercise and healthy diet. I mean, those are all great. And I'm a huge advocate of, the, of that. But becoming obsessed with the idea that the healthier I can make my habits about my diet and my exercise, then the longer I'll live, the, the more I can push death away and I won't face death. Now, there's some truth to that, because when we live a healthy lifestyle, we tend to have healthier bodies. But on the other hand, that is definitely not an absolute given. And there are plenty of people out there who have led very healthy lifestyles who end up getting cancer and end up dying of the same things that everyone else dies from. 
So to focus on anything that we believe will prevent us from dying ends up being a project that we're taking on in the desperate hope that we won't have to face death and dying. And the simple reality is if we can deal with all of that fear generated by the ego, we can turn everything around and suddenly we can accept the fact that, hey, I'm here on this short-term journey and I don't even know how long it will last. So I'm going to get everything I can out of it. I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm not going to spend every moment and every day spinning around with fear over what may happen or how it could unfold. I understand and I accept that at some point this life will come to an end. Great. That's true for every living thing on this planet. And so starting at that point, that point of acceptance, then you can move forward and you can actually find deeper joy, more love, more presence, more awareness, and more spaciousness for spiritual growth. So I've talked about this before, the acceptance of our mortality in some ways is at the beginning of this spiritual journey that we're all taking. But we have to get practical because it's innate in us. It's a primitive instinct to be afraid of death. So of course, we have a survival instinct. We want to live as long as possible. We want to protect ourselves from danger. So we actually need to think on this practical day-to-day level of how do I actually confront my fear of dying? And, and simply recognizing everything dies someday is not really enough to train the mind and the ego and to lay down new pathways in the brain to help us think differently about death and dying. So I just want to talk about some practical things that we can do and steps that we can take to help ourselves gradually over time get more comfortable with death and subdue some of the fear that lurks inside of us. Once we do come to terms with that fear, we can actually be a tremendous source of calmness and be very soothing to other people around us who are dealing with their own fear because suddenly we'll, we will be open, we'll be able to talk about it and we'll be able to, to listen and be there for them and we'll understand their fear and where it comes from. But we have to start with ourselves first. So here's just six practical ideas of things you can do to work on your own fear of death. First of all, Make it a practice to just think about death every day. And this comes from reading about some Buddhist communities where they actually think about death five or six times a day. It's part of their daily spiritual routine to contemplate the fact that they will die one day. And I think that's actually really healthy. It sounds morbid and it may sound extremely depressing. Why would I want to have to think about death every day. But when you begin to think that way, you just allow death to be present in your thoughts. And you're training your mind not to shove away 
mentions of death or not to shove away the idea of death or thoughts about death. And maybe you simply think about it by noticing death around you. When you're out for a walk in the park, you notice the dead leaves on the ground or you notice flowers that have died in the garden. Simple things like that, looking around you to remember that death is present everywhere. We just often don't think of it as being a representation of death and showing us what death is. But allow yourself to become aware and to notice death wherever it is. I wanted to suggest, I wrote a book called The Tao of Death, Tao, T-A-O, which is an adaptation of the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu that was written a few thousand years ago. And the Tao Te Ching is a collection of 89 verses, and the Tao means the way, the way of being. And so I did an adaptation of those 89 verses and called it The Tao of Death, And so each verse now focuses on the way of death and how death operates in life, how death is a part of life. And it's set up so that you could read one of these short verses every day and use that as your death contemplation because each verse deals with death, a different aspect of death and how death is part of our life. So I purposely did that book so that it could help people to make thinking about death a daily practice. So they're very short verses. You can just read one a day and journal on it or contemplate it during the day. And the Tao of Death also comes with uh, some journal entries that you can write about. So that's just one suggestion that I offer, but there are many other ways that you can incorporate death into your daily life and just allowing those thoughts to be present in your mind. The second suggestion, uh, which follows from what I was just talking about, about the Tao of death, is to journal about death. So another way to spend some time contemplating death every day is to start writing about your thoughts and your fears around death, whatever comes to your mind as you sit with your pen and a journal doesn't have to be a lot. You can just write a few sentences, a paragraph or so about what comes up when you allow the word death to just sit in your mind for a while and you just be with it and not try to protect yourself from it. Uh, What images come to mind? What emotions come up? What memories are triggered by that? And, And begin to write about that a little bit because you're unraveling this structure that the ego has created, this defensive wall, in a sense, that the ego creates in order to protect you from contemplating your own death. So by sitting with it, writing a few things down every day, you can gradually help yourself dismantle this wall of fear and resistance and protection that exists within you. And so again, the Tao of Death is helpful in that regard, the the journal prompts come as an optional download you can do. And you might find that that is one way to get started on a little practice of thinking and journaling about death. So those are the first two of my suggestions. The third is to read about death and read books about death that deal with all aspects of death. One of the very best parts of this work that I'm doing right now, podcasting and interviewing people, is that I get to read 
a ton of books. Literally, I have stacks of books that I go through and read that people send me that they've written about death. And there's so many amazing books out there. It's incredible. And I myself, in spite of working in hospice for most of my career and learning a lot about the dying process and death and grief, and having my own experiences that helped me form my own ideas about what happens after death. I've learned so much by reading stories of what other people have experienced, reading their books and reading what they've learned, reading sometimes more scholarly studies on death and dying. I pick up a lot of information there, such as the grieving brain. I learned from Mary Frances O'Connor, a researcher, what actually happens in the brain during times of grief. Fascinating stuff. So get open to the idea of reading books that deal with death and that talk about stories around death, because that's one of the best ways to just introduce these ideas and to actually find yourself opening a little bit more and more as you read things that initially may feel frightening to you and you might feel like you just want to throw it away and shove it aside. But gradually you may find it sinking in and you may find your comfort level increasing. And as you're reading about death, I, I wanted to mention to you, I have a reading group, an online reading group called A Year of Reading Dangerously. And once a month, we read a new book about death, dying, grief, or the afterlife. And it's been going on, I think, for five years now. And I have I think 1,200 members from around the world who are all reading the same books every month. Now, that might be a lot for you to take on if you're new to thinking about death and working on death, but uh, A Year of Reading Dangerously is a great place to get a list of books about death and dying because I've kept the books book lists on my page. I have a store page on Amazon where you can look at the lists for every year and see all of the books that we've read in the past years. So that's must be like 60 different books there that we've read together in this group. You don't have to join the group if, if that sounds like way too much to read one book a month, but you could go through those book lists and see what you find. Another thing I have to offer I have tons of resources here. That's why I wanted to share it. All of these come from my End of Life University podcast, but I made up a template for an end of life book club. So if you're someone who really loves to read and you feel interested in learning a lot more about death and dying, and you also have a few friends who would be interested, you could create your own book club. And I made a little template of perhaps a little journey through the end of life world, reading about a variety of different aspects around death and dying one book a month. And that is a handout you can download as well, which I will try to try to leave in the show notes for this episode. So this end of life book club template. If you're really into it, and you'd like to read books and also discuss them in a group with other people. And that leads to my next suggestion about dealing with your fears about death, which is just to talk about death. And I still see so often in our society, there's kind of an absence of death as a subject in general conversations. I'm an eavesdropper, so wherever I go, I listen. I I listen to the 
people walking past me when I'm out out for walks and exercising. I listen in restaurants. I listen in lots of public places, especially if I'm there by myself. And I overhear the conversations that people are having. And I just see that many times death is missing from those conversations in spite of the fact that death is one of the is probably the most prominent experience that all of us will have in our lives the most transformative when we deal with the deaths of our loved ones of our pets the the death of even certain times of our lives and when things change and when we lose our jobs, when we lose our relationships, those other types of deaths and losses that we experience, that's one of the most prominent features of life. And yet many times I don't hear people discussing it very much or really talking about it in a heartfelt way. That's one of the reasons our society is in a little bit of trouble here because we are not comfortable enough confronting what's real and what's what's truthful in life and what is actually a major feature of everyone's existence here. So we need to start talking about death and dying more and that's why I'm doing my end of life university podcast. I talk about it all the time. And I think about it and write about it all the time myself. It's been the very best spiritual practice I've ever had. And I've, I've mentioned that before on this podcast, but open yourself up to the idea of talking a little bit more about death. Maybe if you see a movie where death is featured and grief, you tell other people about the movie and what that meant to you. Maybe you are grieving yourself and you haven't been able to tell other people what that experience is like for you. Think about that. What would it take for you to be able to talk more openly with other people in your life about death and the reality of death. And again, not in a gruesome or depressing or demoralizing way, but simply about the reality of it, that ultimately everything dies and we have to come to terms with that or else we're making ourselves crazy because we're preventing ourselves from learning what we need to know, from preparing for what's coming in the future. And and also for appreciating the fragility of these lives that we've been given while we're here. We don't enjoy or appreciate them as much as we could when we don't recognize how lucky we are just to wake up every morning and still be breathing. So talking about death, that's one of the best ways of really helping ourselves get more comfortable. Of course, you will have needed to do some thinking and journaling and reading about death before you're ready to do very much talking. But one thing I highly recommend is attending a death cafe where strangers come together and just sit for an hour or so and talk about death, Any, anything that they'd like to say about death. There's no agenda. There's no presentation. It's not a class. It's just a group of people coming together to talk about death. And there are death cafes being held in person in many communities around the country, although uh, some of them are not really 
back up to speed yet after COVID. So many death cafes moved online over the last couple of years, which is actually great because you have the opportunity to attend a death cafe no matter where you live online, uh, since you don't have to, to show up in person or travel anywhere to be part of it. And if you're interested, you can go to the website deathcafe.com and they have directories there and listings of where death cafes are being held and even how to find online death cafes that you can join in. And And one of the beautiful things about Death Cafe is no one requires you to say anything. You can come to a meeting and sit and listen if you'd like. You don't have to say anything or talk and no one will pressure you to talk. So that's a great place to get used to the idea of people comfortably sitting together and sharing their thoughts and their questions and their their fears and their realizations about death and dying. So deathcafe.com. There's also um, a website I really love, The Conversation Project. It's theconversationproject.org. They have a starter kit available that you can download that you answer questions about your own your own end of life and what you what your preferences might be. It kind of helps walk you through how to think about death and life and what is important to you. And that kit is a great thing to go through, go through all the questions, answer it for yourself, but it gives you some material to have conversations with your loved ones, the people closest to you about. And you might find there are things that you wish they knew about you, things that they wish they understood about what you might prefer at the end of your life, or if you are ever in a, me- in a medical crisis and not able to make choices for yourself, what you might like to have them decide on your behalf. So the starter kit is a wonderful way to help you get started with your own thoughts and putting them on paper and really shaping it and thinking about it. And then having a resource you can use if you want to talk about these things with your, your closest people. So you can work on that starter kit over time and take a a long time to think it through and shape those ideas. But then when the opportunity comes, if there is a time when you're ready to talk about it, you can pull out that starter kit. You can even show it to the other person. You can say, question number three is something I really want to talk to you about right now. They can read what you answered and look at it and kind of get an understanding of where you're coming from. And it can be a great opener for a conversation. So that's a a good way to help you talk a little bit more about death with the people closest to you. And next, I mean, these are not necessarily in any specific order, but next, learn more about death. So you may want to take a class around death and dying. There are some online classes you can take. There are, there may be classes in your community. Once again, those might be getting started up again now that we've moved through COVID and where um, things are opening and available. Uh, There are universities and colleges where there are classes being taught about death and dying. There's also training for death doulas to become or end of life doulas, we're also calling it for those who want to 
sit with people who are dying and be present with them. And most of the online training classes for end of life doulas have like a free beginning session. It's like a one hour online video that you can watch that tells you some of the basics of being with another person at the end of life. That can be a great way to just learn more and get started. It's free. And maybe you would not want to get the actual training to become an end of life doula. But you will learn a lot by sitting through just the free session where you hear about what it's like to be with someone who's dying. So look around you and see what's available to you in classes about death and dying and online classes that you might take. And of course, I highly recommend listening to podcasts. Um, So there's my podcast, End of Life University, where I interview lots of different people doing different types of work around the end of life. Um, There's a a podcast I love called The the Death Dialogues Project, where Becky Odd Jennison interviews people about their stories around death and dying. So not necessarily experts who work in that field, but just people who have stories to share about their own grief and what they have been through. And there are a number of other podcasts you can find if you just do a search and look for podcasts about the end of life. You'll find lots of lots of things out there. You can check those out. Sometimes podcasting, it's a really non-threatening way to get into a certain subject and listen because you can turn it off at any time. There's very little commitment. You're just giving your time to listening. You can listen while you're walking or doing housework or driving. So it doesn't have to take up a lot of your time. But you might find that that's a really enjoyable way for you to get used to the idea of people talking about death and people dealing with death and learning from their experiences and what happened for them. So I encourage you do some searching and find find a couple of favorite podcasts. And that can be a great way to do your your daily contemplation about death, just by learning from the conversations that other people are having. And then my last suggestion, which would probably be something for down the road, if you're new to looking at death and contemplating it, This would be something that you would consider later on, but I highly recommend working with death. And what I mean is putting yourself in a situation where you are close to and near to people who are approaching death. So the first suggestion there would be to become a volunteer, say at a nursing home or long-term care facility or in a hospice. And hospices for sure offer training for volunteers. So before you would ever meet a patient or sit with a patient, you would go through training and the training itself is really valuable. Even if you went to the hospice and did the training, didn't end up doing a lot of the volunteer work, actually, you would benefit tremendously from that training. And I would bet that you would end up wanting to visit patients and be able to connect with them. And working with hospice, it's amazing. It is one of the best ways of coming face to face with this idea that we are mortal. None of us has any guaranteed amount of time here. 
But there are ways to navigate that reality. And there are ways to still have joy and love and beauty and laughter in your life, even when death is right in your face. So that's my last suggestion. Again, for down the road, consider working with death in some way or another as a volunteer, or maybe you do get that death doula training that I mentioned, end of life doula training, so that you could be someone in your community who steps up when a neighbor is dying or someone else you know, and and you are a person who could become available to listen and hold space and be there when there's a need for someone who's calm and informed about death and dying to just just be in that space. So those are my ideas for coping with your fear of death. Think about it every day. Uh, Keep a journal and write about your fears and whatever's arising for you. Read about death talk about death as much as you can, then learn about death by taking classes and workshops and listening to podcasts. And ultimately, if you're able to work with death, and at the very least, if you know someone, have a loved one, someone close to you who is approaching death, don't be afraid to visit and sit with that person. You will learn so much and uh, you, you'll be amazed at how helpful it is if you do spend time doing that. So those are my suggestions. And I hope these are things that could work for you. And please um, give me a shout out and let me know what you're dealing with and what you learn as you're on this journey of coping with the fear of death. So you can email me kyatmd. Um, kyatmd at comcast.net or you can connect with me through twitter facebook instagram any one of those those avenues so i wish you many blessings for your day and until we're together next week remember that we're here for love so love is the thing we need to be focusing on every day as well as death So face your fear, be ready for whatever life hands you next, and love each and every moment of your very precious life. Bye-bye.